Hey, you all. I am talking with a lot of parents at this time of year about their resolutions and their values. And we all know that we want to be the best parents that we can be, but I'm noticing that sometimes it feels really, really hard to figure out a guidepost for us, especially when it seems like the expectations for us and our kids are kind of insane and they feel really unattainable. And I think we're all starting to recognize that it's not helping our families. It's not helping our kids when we're going with what society is telling us, yet we don't necessarily know what to do differently. And I actually just had a thought when I was writing this introduction that I've never had before, and I'm going to share it with you. And there's this line in eating disorder treatment that it, that we say, and it's called, the culture is toxic. And that means that the culture that we live in, in America and potentially across the world, I don't know, I'm just here in Virginia, but the culture that we live in transmits these messages to us that just aren't healthy. They make us think that we have to be thin and strong and we have to work out, but not too much. And we have to exercise if we want to eat that cake and everything that America Ferreira says in Barbie. So the culture that we're living in is actually making us not well. It's bad for us. And I am positing that the culture may be toxic for all of our mental health right now, and especially, especially for our kids. And the data supports this idea because it's leading to a mental health crisis that is unprecedented, that yes, you know, got worse during the pandemic, but the trends were already there pre-pandemic. And there's also a large loneliness epidemic that I talk about frequently. My kids always laugh, but I tell them loneliness is the new smoking. Um, but also sitting is the new smoking. So we just need to try to, oh my gosh, be active and connected, right? Don't be lonely. Don't sit, be active and connected. I'm just kidding y'all. So today I'm going to talk about one of the parts of the culture that I think is toxic. And I think that we can start working on changing in our own homes. And I hope this helps you all. Active and Connected Families is a smart, relatable conversation with me, Amanda Sovic-Johnston, child psychologist, mother of three, and entrepreneur. There's nothing I love more than helping women feel more confident in their work and in their relationships. I've spent my career providing family therapy for high-achieving mothers and even more hours out to dinner with my friends as we're all trying to figure it out. And there's one thing I've noticed, and that's we're all struggling in some of the same places and we're all looking for some down-to-earth advice that we can actually implement. So in this podcast, I'll share some of the insights I've learned, strategies for those daily fights about laundry, and some expert perspective on the bigger issues like the mental health crisis facing our teens today. Throughout, I hope to make you laugh at least once, but I know I'll leave you with something to help you to become a better parent and maybe even a better person. Thanks so much for listening. We all know that there's a mental health crisis out there. We have real numbers that highlight the elevated rates of anxiety and depression for kids, for teenagers, for people of color, for men, for working mothers. The numbers tell the story. The percentages, the increases, and the statistical significances are all important. And as a writer and a scientist, I'm compelled to include links to all of my data and notes in the show to highlight the concern and to validate what I'm saying to you all. The data demonstrates that you can trust that I'm not just making up important claims based on my feelings or on what I saw on Instagram. And we've all spent years, and I personally have spent thousands of dollars in school learning how to effectively dissect the numbers that 
people and researchers are giving me. And even more, our brains as human beings are naturally inclined to solve problems and numbers make that easier. So everywhere we go, we're surrounded by data and so are our children. Their GPAs, Instagram likes, rebounds, SAT scores, tardies, goals, and more are all measured and they're all highlighted for our kids. They have their KPIs. What is measured gets done. The data tells the story. Numbers are concrete and clear, and therefore they feel very, very important. Certainly more important than an idea or a feeling. But we don't keep data on what actually counts in life. And you all, that's a numbers pun if you are keeping track. There are no decimal points for kindness, for helping others, for empathy, or the quality of our relationships. We don't spend hours on Excel sheets analyzing if we were actually building connections with each other and actually being present in our communities. In fact, the citizenship grade on our elementary school report card is the most data our children receive on their interpersonal relationships, which are the most important. And because there's no data to be analyzed for these qualities in this numbers-crazed world, we've learned not to value these qualities that make us healthy and whole. No wonder there's a mental health crisis. So as a parent, a clinician, and a member of this beautiful community, I have to fight our data-driven culture to make sure that I'm teaching my kids to value what is important and also reminding myself, to be honest with you. I try to give more airtime to talk about kindness than GPAs. I try to create routines as a soccer coach around saying something supportive to teammates, and I try to annoyingly look for every single opportunity I can to talk to my kids about taking the perspectives of others and being proactive and helpful. But it's really, really hard, to be honest with you as a parent, to do this because I frequently fall into the trap of overanalyzing my pace on a set of 50 50 butterflies or looking to see what was the, you know, how much influence a certain, heck, this podcast is going to get. You know what I mean? Every single thing we do is data-driven, and it is so easy to just attach to those numbers, and they feel more important. But the reality is that the numbers aren't always the most important. Sometimes they don't tell the story. No statistically significant difference is going to highlight helping a kid who fell on the soccer field or offering an invitation to someone who was left out at lunch reflecting to see where we can learn from our mistakes, openness to differences, or anything that includes real-life connection. We don't have a number associated with that. So the next time you find yourself talking about data with your kids, remind everyone that the numbers are not the measure of who we are. No swim time, no 100% attendance, no 98 on a math test, no 1600 on the SATs is a measure of who you kids are in the same way that no 800 on the SATs is a measure of who your kids are. Even if the numbers are concrete and they feel the most important, the connections that we have with each other are actually the most valuable in this world and they are for our kids as well. So this is a reminder to you, and this is a reminder to your kids and to anyone listening and my community who's been so helpful to me, that it is the relationships that count. Those numbers we don't have, they're absolutely the most valuable. 
Thanks so much for listening, y'all. I hope you have a great January. Active and Connected Family Therapy is currently hiring in Charlottesville and Richmond. If you are a licensed clinician and you are looking for a place to learn and grow and laugh and connect and for a diversity of experience and a diversity of perspectives, we would love to have you apply. You can go to our website at www.activeconnected.com to learn more about the opportunity and we would just love to connect with you. Thanks so much, y'all.